everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wildcat Chats. We're excited today to have Dalton Miller with us. Hey, Dalton. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, we're going to, Dalton Miller is, first of all, let me preface this podcast by saying he was like one of my first friends here at IWU, so thanks for that. (laughs) He's also a baseball player, and some of you may know him from his amazing new jam company. His jam is going crazy on this campus. Um, So we're excited to just get to know Dalton a little bit more. So without further ado, again, welcome. Dalton, will you just tell us a little bit about maybe your story, like where you come from, and your family, and maybe some things that make you you? So I'm a bio-pre-med major from Lima, Ohio, and with the bio-pre-med, hopefully a couple years down the road after I get my, you know, once I become a doctor, go upper extremity orthopedic surgery. Uh, So with that, I'd be doing like Tommy John or like shoulder surgery, stuff like that, and trying to work with injured baseball players. And then with that, like maybe being a team doctor or something like that. Wow. What was that dream like birthed out of? Like what made you want to do that? Um, I think a large portion of it had to do with just playing baseball my whole life and wanting to try and stay around the game. Um, but I have a I have a coach mentor back in Lima who works with the Cincinnati Reds and he's talked to me about like what exactly the team doctors do and stuff like that. And I just think it'd be a really cool way to um, just kind of stay around the game. My family is on the medical profession. You know, my dad's a surgeon and then mom's in the ER sister's a nurse and sister's boyfriend is a PA. Wow. So it just kind of <laughs> seemed like the right thing to do as well. You know, so it worked out best of both worlds. Yeah, that's awesome. When, what age did you start playing baseball? Oh, I think I started, I was probably four, three or okay. four, somewhere around there. So. Wow. What position do you play? Pitcher. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, tell me more about your family. Like, kind of, what are some of your fun, like, family traditions or what... Tell me maybe some things you love about Lima or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to speak to Lima, I really wish I could say more about it. Um, it's a smaller city. We have a chemical refinery and we've got the tank plant and we're right by 75. So those are like <laughs> the big drawing <laughs> points, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad moved out there to start his practice. Um, our family is originally from Pittsburgh, both sides. So, you know, big Steelers fans and stuff like that. I like to go back there a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the Miller House, it's, you know, we like to do a lot of game nights and stuff. We're pretty competitive. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, that goes different ways. But uh, I like to do game nights. My sister just got a puppy. So that's been the big craze back at the house is bringing, his name's Cal. He's a <laughs> mini golden doodle. He's, he's the best. Uh, but he's been going over there most, most of the time. Like, my parents will play with him and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, good family time. That's awesome. Um, tell me about being an athlete here on campus and kind of what that entails yeah so it's um it it can be something that's a little a little hectic at times you know trying to balance any major uh but especially something like pretty much pretty pretty demanding um trying to manage you know classes with practice with a social life is something that i really spent a lot of last year trying to navigate as well as this year you know it's still stuff i'm trying to figure out um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> I complain to my friends a lot about how busy I am or how much work I have, but in the end, I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, I mean, last year, when, before we went home for fall break, we were here for roughly, I don't know, two months. And I felt closer to my teammates in those two months than any friends I had back home that I had known for the past 
10 to 12 years. So, I mean, it's, it's a great community of guys. We have great coaching staff. Um, I mean, these guys are just the best. So I wouldn't want to be doing life with anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's one of the things where I've noticed on campus, I think athletes are in a different position than regular students where I feel like with, with the nature of like a smaller campus that athletes are in a position of not necessarily power, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, hmm. I'm trying to think Yeah, yeah, like in a position of influence where, you know, it's really up to us to kind of set the tone, um, be intentional with our acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a, you know, somewhat of a platform like that as well. Hmm. What's your team dynamic like? Like, do you guys have any... Um, things that you set in place for yourselves to kind of connect on a deeper level than just playing the sport together. Not that that's, like, not a form of bonding, but, like, right. can you speak to your team dynamic a little bit? Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, we've got a team full of just, like, really interesting guys, just a lot of characters, <laughs> myself included. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think what's really helped us kind of bond together is like there's been a lot of intentionality from the upperclassmen to try and welcome in the like the freshmen and the transfer guys but also the younger guys and the transfers have been you know like pretty open and have kind of gotten out of their comfort zone and also made steps to kind of like mesh with the older guys and I think when you have this you know the like both groups if you will see what we can accomplish and you know the older guys are there to set the precedent and the new guys are there to follow and to kind of create something of their own. Uh, when you have those two dynamics working together, it makes for a really enjoyable team atmosphere. Uh, we practice for, I would say, three to four hours a day, depending on the day of the week, which sounds like a ton, and it is, <laughs> but I love it. You know, I mean, I love being around the guys, and we're looking to be extremely successful this season, so that's always something to look forward to as well. Yeah, speaking of this season, and we're in the middle of, a global pandemic and COVID and how has COVID like shaped or impacted your season? Yeah, so last year um, we were looking at extremely competitive and we were looking to win the league and whatnot and then we got sent home right around like March 16th or so, which was a pretty big bummer, you know, considering what all we thought we could accomplish. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of times over the summer where we would be praying about like, you know, how the team would look this fall, you know, like praying for the seniors that lost their seasons and stuff like that. Um, And then with the eligibility that was granted back to the seniors, um, we ended up losing two guys from last year. One Mm -hmm. of them was a starting pitcher, and another one was one of our shortstops who was battling an injury. Um, But other than that, we got to get everyone back, and then we brought in a pretty, um, pretty strong freshman class as well. So the team itself is looking just as good as last season, if not better. The season itself, though, I'm, to be honest, I'm not totally sure about it. I think we're going to start sometime in February, a lot of conference games. Um, it's it's going to be harder to travel to some of the places we would typically travel for the non-conference games. Or any trip to Florida that we had planned is not looking so great right now. But, I mean, it's the responsible thing to do to keep it local. So I'm all for it. And as long as I get to go out there and compete with my guys... Like, that's what we want, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about, like, how do you balance, what's, like, your advice for a student who has probably a similar, like, uh, load as you do in terms of being an athlete, being a student, and then also having a social life and even, like, other things? 
what would your advice be to students for like time management or like what's worked for you? Um, in the beginning, it was a lot of trial and error, <laughs> and I learned that the hard way. Um, but eventually, what works for me is just a lot of intentionality. Um, I like to lie to myself and say I'm type A and I'll plan stuff out. It never <laughs> works that way. <laughs> um, so I really just have to take a break and say, you know what, like take a step back and see, okay, I have this, this, this to do. So yeah, I can go to Baldwin, eat with the guys and do something with them. But eventually, like the time's going to come to where I have to get the stuff done. And if there's a time and place where, hey, I you know, want to go to Kokomo for dinner or something and do that extra time, then like I understand the consequences you know, I had more, like, more free time, so now I'm going to lose a little bit of sleep. Uh, but intentionality has been pretty important for me. And then just kind of, just recognizing that, yeah, like, you want to get everything done, and it's important to get the assignments turned in on time, but that in the big picture, how important is this one assignment going to be, you know? And you want to do well on the exams, but, how, like, we're not determined by our test scores. You want to do well, but that's not, it's not who we are, so there's no need to like, fret over it, I would say. Does being in such a, like, I'm sure time-consuming major, does that present a challenge for you, like, when you're trying to... Because I think a lot of other people maybe um, aren't <laughs> as, like, type... I know you said you lie to yourself about being type A, but... <laughs> yeah. You're in this awesome, like, position where you're, like, super smart. And <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> like, tell me about uh, the challenge of being in such a time-consuming major. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've seen with that, um, while the major itself can be time-consuming, um, there's a lot of jealousy that I come across sometimes with my friends who are in a different major that doesn't require as much work, or um, they get to be in classes with friends, with teammates and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think it's easy to get jealous, you know, the friends get to have classes with other teammates and stuff like that, but, you know, take a step back and you realize that what I'm doing, although it may be a lot of work, you know, I'm super passionate about it. And in the long term, you know, everything's going to, it's going to be worthwhile and it'll pay itself off. Mm. Um, where do you picture yourself? Like you've given us a little bit of a vision or like a, a synopsis of where you, what you want to do career wise. Where do you see yourself in like 10 years? Is there, is there like a, a dream in 10 years of like, oh, this would be so cool. And if there's not, that's okay, but. No, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So in 10 years, I'll be 30, which is insane. But, uh, you know, hopefully by then, married with the family. Uh, Career-wise, I don't know, you know, Lima's got some options, you know, healthcare-wise. I think it'd be cool to stay around Marion and try to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's it's interesting to think about going back to Pittsburgh and being around extended family and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, hopefully by then, you know, I'm doing some surgery, hopefully a team doc, you know, <laughs> just doing some orthopedic stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting thing to think about in 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess, you know, day to day, I say, oh, like, I'm working towards this goal. But looking back at it, it's scary a little bit. Yeah. Do you see yourself playing baseball all four years? Yeah. 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 I yeah. think, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, what innings or anything like that, the community, the coaches, it's something that I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything for. It's had such a huge impact on my life, you know, spiritually, emotionally, even physically. Like it's it's something that I would not trade for the world.
Is there like a practical, tangible impact that you could like talk about, like maybe even spiritually, um, and what what that impact has been from being on the team? Yeah, so I don't know. I think as many conversations as you and I have had, like in between classes and stuff, I've never really gotten to talk about my faith. But before I came to Iowa, I was not a Christian. Mm -hmm. I was not like someone that really kind of believed in anything. So Mm -hmm. when I committed here, I told myself, yeah, like, you know, I want to be on the baseball team. And I'm going there because I want to play baseball. And I'm a dude and I want to play baseball. (laughs) But like deeper down, I think, you know, like I was kind of telling myself, hey, like, you want to develop your faith because throughout high school and this is a whole story in and of itself but throughout high school you know I was not I just like I saw where I was going as a person and I realized that I wanted to change you know I wasn't living the life that I wanted to and so I think that kind of made an impact as to where I decided to go so when I got here um you know saying it's for baseball but I think there's a little bit more to it and then you know I got here in August September just kind of tried to have an open mindset with everything um, as we got, you know, through the winter months, come back. And then over that period of time, I got to see how God was working through people, you know, just on campus in and of itself, but also my teammates and how these guys can go out and play baseball, but they can also be super good Christian people and, you know, how they can love others well. And I thought, I sat back one day and I thought, man, like, like that guy has it figured out, you know, like that, like that's what I want. Um, so I started going to like Bible studies and stuff like that. And this was all facilitated within like teammates and like my coach led a Bible study. Um, so that was like pretty formative. And then back in March, it was actually before one of our conference games, um, coaches just asked me, we were walking back from the restroom. He was like, so how you been? And I said, oh, good, you know, and it like kind of ramble sometimes. I went on about how I'd had this dream and, you know, I was, I was, really paying attention to, like, church and Bible study, and, like, I was just feeling pretty moved, and I'd see how God was working, and I was like, yeah, so I think I'm, like, I think I'm ready to, like, to be a Christian, and he's like, okay, like, that's awesome, I said, yes, like, when do we do this, like, do I need to schedule it or something, because I didn't, (laughs) like, I didn't know what was going on, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, he's like, no, we can do it right here, so it was probably two minutes before the game started, gave my life to Christ, and then, um, yeah, there were some there were some wet eyes. Wow. And then uh went and played the game and yeah, so it's been it's been a journey. And like mm-hmm. had I don't know, this time last year, if you had told me like I, where I am now, I would be in a year, if that makes sense, I wouldn't have believed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have been saying, Oh no, like I'm here for baseball, like I don't need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the like the whole idea of the community of the team is something that, like, I hold very near and dear to me, and that's, like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, it's pretty cool. I have a question, and if you guys can stop if you want, but, like, from being in the Honors College, and then, like, those classes, like, what is truth and foundations? Yeah. For, like, that first semester, like, not being a Christian, and learning about all these, like, theological things, what was that like? It, like, it has good days, and, like, I'm really thankful for it because... I was able to go into like my faith or like developing my faith with like with an understanding, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it worked out well that it was from like the absolute beginning, you know, and like starting very simple, very basic and then getting into the more detailed stuff. Um, but there were days where it was really difficult because, you know, we would be talking about stuff and one like 
I just wouldn't know what was going on. Which I was like, oh, like, why don't I know this? Like, mm-hmm. because I've been in a Christian school for two weeks. Like, <laughs> give it time, you know? Um, and then, too, like, if I ever caught myself, like, not following something that we had read, or, like, if there was a moment of sin or something, like, I'd get super convicted about it. But, um, I mean, it's definitely, like, the, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Um, it was super, super formative. And, like, I was able to develop my faith with, like a knowledge and like a deeper understanding, I think, rather than I'm at a Christian school, I've gone to church and it's been pretty cool, so let's do this. Mm. Um, I feel like learning from Riggs too. Like, <laughs> I feel like that that definitely played a role because he's just such like a, I don't know, like an authoritative <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just, I don't know. I think the way it worked out, I don't think it could have worked out any better. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to, like, learn a lot of stuff in truth. And then we had Gadara's class. So I had to learn about, like, reading scripture and, like, interpreting it the proper way. And, like, now I'm able to, like, read scripture and, like, know what's going on. Mm. And then, like, practicum with Tabone and stuff. So, like, I was getting the information. I was getting, like, the like the reading side of it. And then, like, the practical, like, application stuff all in, like, the most formative three to four months of my life. So it worked out super well. Mm. Yeah. And were you the only honors student on the baseball team? Yes. Did you get teased (laughs) for that ever? I sure did. (laughs) Well, this was... (laughs) There's a a funny story behind this, but this was to my own... This was my own fault. I guess I I was asking for it. Um, One of the first days we had been here, before classes started, we had, like, a practice instruct... And basically what that is, is we go to the field and coach walks us through and say, all right, like, this is how we run a practice. This is what you need to get done. You know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think anything of it, but you know, those, those purple honors college shirts that we have. Well, I, I told myself from the day that I got, you know, I worked hard to get like considered for this, to get into the honors college. Like I'm going to wear it with pride and stuff like that. So I wore it like a decent amount over the summer and I came in to the day that we had to practice instruct. And I just threw it on with some shorts because, you know, it was a warm day. It was comfy. And we're in there, and it's before the instruct had even started. We're just standing there talking. And I'm just, you know, arms arms crossed across the chest, and I'm just listening to the guys talk and stuff. And I go, put the hands in the pocket, and Coach Benjamin looks over at me, and he goes, whoa. And he's looking at my shirt. And I said, what's up? Like, wh- like, what did I do? And he goes, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty smart looking shirt. Am I allowed to even look at it? <laughs> like honors college, man, like you, you gotta be a big deal. <laughs> and you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the types of people where I feel like I can kind of, you know, like go with jokes pretty well. Like, Oh yeah. Ha ha ha. <laughs> well, that turned into, Hey Miller, we've got a problem. Can you honors college it out? We, <laughs> no, need, that, we need that big honors college brain. Can you help us with this? And, um, I know it definitely, it definitely, like, sometimes it got on my nerves. It's definitely, like, a welcoming factor. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was an experience being the only honors kid on the team. So now I want to transition into something that is going so viral on our campus. (laughs) Yeah. Not COVID. <laughs> Not COVID. <laughs> Thankfully. I would jam fam. Yeah. 
Yes. Did I say that right? That is, Yay. yeah, you said it. You got it. Um, tell me about that. Tell me about this business and um, maybe how it got started and what it looks like now. Yeah, so it's um, it's been a pretty interesting ride. Uh, so to start off, it's myself and then my roommates, Hunter, Jake, and Bryce, and our friend Cam. And he's basically a roommate too. Uh, so it's the five of us making jam on the weekends. How it started out was um, kind of funny. We had some we had some fruit and some berries that was going to go bad over quarantine. And, you know, I've been having so many yogurt parfaits that I said, <laughs> I'm sick of it. Like, I cannot have a single more. So um, I said, you know, like, what can I make with jam that's not super hard to do? and Or what can I do with fruit that's not super hard to do? And we said, you know, looked it up, and oh, jam's not that bad. So, you know, put the jam in, tried to cook it, added some sugar and lemon juice because it was a little too sweet. And I said, look, bam, like I made jam. And I didn't. <laughs> it sucked. It was it was pretty bad. Um, but then I sat back and said, look, like I have all this free time. You know, like I'm supposed to be in quarantine, all this free time. I'm going to figure out how to make this. I'm going to make it really good. And I looked into it, looked up some recipes and stuff like that got a product that's pretty good, I guess. And so I started giving it to friends and family around Lima. Um, and they were saying, oh, like, it's good, it's good, and stuff like that. But then I figured, oh, you know, like, this is just something I'll do for fun, for friends. Um, and then we came here, I would say late August, and I had a free Saturday. And I said, you know what, like, I haven't made jam in a little bit. I wonder if I can do it here. And so I went to the store, got the stuff. Uh, first time around, I was actually just giving it away and then, you know, accepting donations from people <laughs> if they were feeling so generous, um, just because I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. And people were asking, oh, can I get some jam? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I only made X amount. Okay, well, when are you making it next? Well, I, I guess I'm making it, I'm, I'm making more. <laughs> and so it worked out that, um. Yeah, people were pretty interested in it, so we've ended up making, I think we're at seven or eight different flavors, and I know it's super fun because it's something that, you know, back home I found really relaxing, and it still is, but now that I get to do it with my best friends, um, it's it's so enjoyable, you know, it's, it's a good way to just kind of spend the Saturday, hmm. and it's worked out well enough to where, um, you know, now people are paying for it. The money that we've made from selling the jam is going to fund a Florida trip that we're going to take over Christmas break. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to go awesome. down to Clearwater for like a week or so. The jam is paying for it. Um, and then, you know, we've talked amongst ourselves, and we think once we have enough to cover for the trip, which we're right about at, uh, we're going to start looking into trying to, like, make donations to, like, Marion or Grant County, um, like, nonprofits. So that's something wow. that we're going to start doing our research on. Um, yeah. So it's, it's something to where it started out as like a lot of fun and a way to like have make memories and stuff. But now seeing how we can get back to the community is something that I'm pretty interested in. So mm, yeah. that's amazing. It's, it's pretty I cool. I love like looking through my Instagram and seeing all the stories of like all, like all the people I follow pretty much. I like, can't. Yeah, <laughs> that is, I am so <laughs> thankful for everyone that does that because it's, I mean, it's First of all, it's free. Free. But also, too, like, how cool is that, that people are willing to take time out of their day, take time from, like, take away from their aesthetic, you know, and just put some jam on there. Like, I don't know. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, so It makes cool. me so happy to get the little notification, so-and-so mentioned you. You, know, you yourself, Miss Madeline, gave, yeah. gave us the big <laughs> shout-out. So, uh, yeah. What's your favorite flavor? 
Oh, man. Personally, I don't know. I think strawberry is pretty classic, pretty timeless. Um, but we have a fall flavor that is pumpkin butter. Ooh. And Ooh, it's, I have that one, yeah. it's pretty legit. Yeah. So if you like grandma's pumpkin pie, it, that, there it is, right in a little jam container. Yeah. It's, it's pretty legit. Um, Are your recipes secret? To ish. A, <laughs> secret-ish, yeah. You know, I'll say, you know, there's some sugar and fruit and pectin and stuff. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, I'll take something, like, I'll take a recipe that either my grandma has, because um, she used to make a lot of jam, or even if I kind of, like, try to find something on the internet, and then um, part of this is just the way that I am, but I like to be a little different. So I'll, I'll tweak it a little bit, or I'll add something different, but it's... I mean, I feel like all jam is somewhat similar in the fact that it's the fruit and the sugar and the pectin. And then how brave or how, you know, rambunctious you're willing to be with the other stuff is up to you. Yeah. Have you experimented with cooking anything else or is jam your main? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so the jam came up, uh, you know, because we had the expired fruit and stuff. The fruit was about to expire. <laughs> we don't eat bad fruit. Um <laughs> But the way that that came up is that I started making jam because you don't you don't have to cook the jam that we make. It's all freezer jam. Um, and I had to make something that you couldn't cook because um, our oven broke over quarantine. Oh. Yeah. So the story behind that is that my dad, uh, we have a pretty loud washer and dryer. And my dad, certain smart guy, he decided to spray the dryer with WD-40 <laughs> underneath the ventilation. Yeah. And so instead of those fumes, which, what is that, emits carbon monoxide, I think, stuff that's not good for you. <laughs> instead of that stuff going outside the house, it was getting funneled into our kitchen. And so the oven had a sensor on it. And, it, you know, like if you heat gas and stuff, it's going to... So <laughs> the oven shut itself off, which, first of all, very thankful because otherwise may not have a house. But... Um, yeah, so the oven shut itself off, and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. So for like two or three weeks, we didn't have an oven. So, but before that, I was making, you know, i make some really nice like chai spiced cookies um, or like some breads and stuff like that. Yeah, so there was a whole, there was a whole slew of stuff before the jam. <laughs> but the, uh, I found that the jam is actually easiest to distribute because everyone can get like a whole container instead of, Hey, here's here's one cookie that I can give you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um yeah, I mean with quarantine there was only so much stuff that I could do. Um I just picked up like some baking and cooking, so hmm, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, is there do you have a favorite like food item to put your jam on? Oh, English muffins. English muffins? Yeah. It's um I don't know. It just works out well. <laughs> I love Lightly that. toasted. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so we are introducing, first of all, we're introducing two things this week on this week's episode. Jenna Fickus, who is my roommate, is going to be co-hosting with me from now on, so you'll hear her voice frequently. Hello, Wildcat Chats. And we're so excited to have her. She actually is one of the best question askers I've ever met, so I'm really excited for her to be on this podcast. And we're also introducing this new fun idea for like rapid fire questions and we're still trying to think of a name so if you have any suggestions we'll ask in our instagram stories 
And so now that you've heard all this awesome information, stories from Dalton Miller, we want to try this out with him. So Jenna is going to lead us. Take it away. Okay, Dalton, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, question number one. What color is your toothbrush? Mm, bamboo. It's wood. Bamboo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what is one of your weird quirks? Um, I like to dance in my room, but I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you admire the most? Gen, like, people who are genuine. Okay, if you could get anything, if you could get yourself anything, what would you get? A nice steak dinner. Alright, okay. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Um, I like Tom and Jerry and... When I was younger, I liked the violence, but it was silent, so I could get away with it. <laughs> Are you a morning or a night person? Night and morning. Both. <laughs> one of a kind. On a scale of 1 to 10, how cool are you? 14. <laughs> Snaps for that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Dalton, for sharing your story, sharing um, a little bit about your just your background. We're so excited for what you're doing and the impact that you're making um, in so many ways. So thank you so much for being awesome. here. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Look for updates on our Instagram page, I will Wildcat Chats, and we hope to see you tuning in next week.